You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. And I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. Today, we'll be talking about crafty romance novels, tools we love, and crafty video games. Yeah! Yay. Happy <laughs> and a Valentine's, Valentine's Day! Day. <laughs> Jinx! <laughs> I'm just gonna say, so I'm now uh, the, the third person to the game here, but I have in fact punch-needled a little bit, and that just needs to be said because it's really, it's really happening. <laughs> Yay, we're doing it. Wow. So so wait, we've we've all managed to try punch needle mostly successfully yes. at this Mine point. Mine was probably the least successful only because I was just I got my Oxford punch needle tool and I was so excited that I didn't wait until I had my monk's cloth as well and so I was just working with regular linen, but it still worked. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. ideal but it still worked, so that wow. was awesome. And then, um, as I was sharing my results from that, um, someone from Rebecca, I should say, from Storyteller Wool, contacted me and offered to send me one of their kits for free as a gift, so that I could try out how they have their um, like pre-stretched frames with monk's cloth on it. So that's on its way to me now. So I'm excited cool. to try that. Um, very thankful for that little gift and I will report back but then in the middle of all that I was going through more old craft supplies that I thought that I had a lot but clearly my mother has way more things that she's having me (laughs) go through so yours was just craft yeah I think well it's all it it starts to all blend together but lesser craft she dumped out this small garbage bag that seemed to be filled with like ribbon bias tape eyelet and a few other random things. And mm-hmm. right in the middle was a punch needle tool still in its packaging. <laughs> huh. It's like the universe wants me to embrace the punch needle. So there we go. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. I mean, we have been talking about it yeah. for so long. Almost as long as we've been talking about oh, yeah. hook, yeah. I think. In the same way that Instagram can show you ads for the things they think you're interested in, it's like the craft supply fairies have been listening and they're delivering all of these things to me. So Their algorithm is spot on. Yeah, the craft supply fairy <laughs> algorithm. Oh my gosh. That's so uh, how about you, Haley? What do you got going on? Well, yesterday when I was looking up some of my favorite crafting-related romance novels to talk about later on the podcast, I stumbled across perhaps the trifecta of things made to appeal to me (laughs) specifically, uh, which is a paranormal knitting-related cozy mystery book (laughs) series called The Vampire Knitting Club. It's so specific! Uh, And it's by... I know, right? And it's by Nancy Warren, and I'm very excited about the possibilities of my Wednesday Adams meets Martha Stewart personality being very, very represented in this book. <laughs> and um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty delighted. Like, give me creepiness, give me crap. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't started reading reading it yet, although I have gotten, I think. All of them that exist thus far, and there, it, it is a legit series. There are quite a few books already in this uh, in this group. I can't remember. Oh, there are five already. It's a good start. <laughs> um, so I've got them all loaded into my Kindle app on my iPad. They are ready for me. Alas, there they do not also come in audiobooks, so I won't be able to knit well. I enjoy my paranormal knitting cozy mystery but you, you can't have everything <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely look forward to hearing how those two things uh come out in the book that'll be interesting it but all of the covers are like these 
like a hot vampire looking ladies wearing hands. I love it. (laughs) And it sounds like I'm making, yeah, it sounds like I'm making fun of it, but I'm totally not. I was like, yes, give me this. Wow. That's exciting. So so that's what my life's doing. (laughs) Heidi, how's your life? Um, sleepy. Sleepy is how I am today. (laughs) You were up a little late. Yeah, I went to bed about three last night. Um, I blame the studio project that is, as of this recording, still ongoing. But my house is getting really clean and all my stuff's getting gone through. So that's good. It's just tired making. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. And organizing, even just in your mind, like preparing to to move to a new space, Mm -hmm. takes up like that's a lot of mental energy. Yeah. I just I think and mostly what I did last night was like I had like some whiskey at midnight and was like I'm going to measure everything cuz I just started getting anxious about like stuff not fitting in my studio. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. So you were like I'll have some whiskey and instead of like relaxing and knitting and having some whiskey, you're like break out the measuring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I feel so close. <laughs> I even, I even at around one thirty started playing with the height of my adjustable leg height desk because yes. they're just those like fifteen dollars yes. table legs from IKEA, and I was like, how tall can this get, and how ergonomic can I make this be? So I sat there like trying to find the optimal height for my elbows yes. to be at a ninety degree angle. <laughs> I am not allowed to adjust my ergonomic chair and footstool combination thing. Ever, mm-hmm. because I will just spend days tweaking it. Like, tiny, tiny. Oh, I, it's, it's not I fun. told myself that I was not allowed to incorporate a leveling tool in this just anxiety project. Mm. <laughs> I mean, why? Well, that seems like it would really sort you out more quickly. But I, but I don't know what sort of surface situation my new studio floor is going to be. So I don't want to waste that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. You shouldn't make the end adjustments until you're actually on time. <laughs> so I was trying to at least be rational in that way. Well, <laughs> But now that's a, win- a window into my madness over here. Hey, everyone. I'm Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> I support you as a, a fellow organization. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so it's Valentine's Day. And yeah. um, we should talk about something that's not sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I. I mean, I, hmm. when, it, <laughs> when it comes to uh, when it comes to Valentine's Day, you know, I'm I'm single. I don't have anyone special that I'm seeing right now, and I'm totally that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, I so along the way, I've never really gotten into like the flowery romance side of Valentine's Day. And yet I love this holiday, I think, because it's just I think of it as a very cute kind of a thing. There's hearts and flowers Mm -hmm. and pink and that works for me. But I also (laughs) I mean, Molly, you were made for cute. I know. Exactly. It it really it's my thing. But (laughs) but I also (laughs) have always taken Valentine's Day as a great time to be like, here's some things that I love. And it sometimes feels a little Oprah Winfrey, like, you get a punch needle, you get a punch needle, everybody gets a punch needle. But um, <laughs> I mean, the, but that's apparently true right now. Yes, yeah, exactly. Is, that's happening in our lives. So I thought, though, it would be fun for this episode for us to share some of the craft tools that we love. And I especially I like get it. excited when I they like are it. craft tools that you had no idea, or supplies, or whatever in that category, things that you had no idea that you needed, and now all of a sudden you cannot live without them, they come along at just the right time, or whatever. So that's where I thought we would start, and um, here are a few craft supplies and tools that I love. The number one thing, and I get asked about this all the time, is my favorite supply is Sulky Sticky Fabrisolvi. And if you don't know what this is, it is what magical. The- uh, hmm. Wendy huh. Gratz of Shiny Happy World. Wait, wait, say it again. Oh, say it again. Um, it's sh- uh, Sulky Sticky Fabrisolvi. So Sulky is the brand, and 
their sticky Fabrisolvi is the product. And Wendy Gratz of Shiny Happy World told me about it in a moment of need where I had to huh. transfer like a hundred embroidery patterns and onto linen and I was struggling. Basically what this material is, is you can run it through your inkjet printer and print mm-hmm. your pattern on it, peel off the backing, stick it on your fabric, and then you stitch through it. After you're done, ah. you soak your embroidery oh. and the material dissolves in warm water, leaving just your embroidery behind. Oh, and it's that's beautiful. Oh my goodness. It has changed my life. I, I, I could not live without this. It sounds like I'm, you know, really overstating this. No, it is amazing. And every time you see pictures of me embroidering online, oh, there's all, you probably see this material on my fabric. And people stop me and say, what is that stuff? And I have never been sponsored by Sulky. I have never... At one time, they sent me a different <laughs> product to try, but I... I this is we don't ha- I don't have like a connection with them. I just love this stuff so much. If you embroider, yeah. try it. Oh. Uh, I just thought you had like stabilizer. On. It's really I, that's that... really what it it is ultimately. It's a stabilizer, so it mm-hmm. that's a side benefit. But it's a water soluble exactly stabilizer. Um, they make the that is they so make cool. The same kind of stuff that is not sticky, but this makes it like you just stick the sticker on your work and start stitching. <laughs> So good. Well, but why wouldn't you want I to know. stick? I know. That just made me think of one of my favorite tools um, that can now actually do something similar to this. Um, so, you know, the Cricut cutting machine, you know, those, like, yeah. a lot of paper crafters love them because they can cut out, like, you know, Christmas happy times real quickly in a custom way at a custom size at home, and then they can strap up with it. Like, that's how <laughs> die, those, like, at-home die-cutting machines got famous. No, Valentine's Day happy times. That's right. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sleep-deprived. I'm sleep-deprived. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So the yes. Cricut machine, their new one, I think I'm going to try and, like, ask for for my birthday or save up for in the year 2019 because the Cricut Maker, um, I have the Explore and I had the Cricut Mini back in the day before that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I am able to use my Explore to cut out stuff like my Christmas stockings. I cut out all the details on that. And especially now with this arthritis situation, it's it's like a godsend. It's so much better for my hands. Um and so when I saw that the maker came out specifically with a lot of um, features that would appeal to sewists, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, yes. that's kind of what I want this machine for is to expedite that whole process. And you can now put in um, like those light blue water soluble markers in the blade carrier on a Cricut machine. Mm-hmm. So you can also if your pattern is the right size to fit through the machine. You can set up your your Cricut machine to make all your markings for darts and stuff in sewing patterns, and it does it with, you know, machine precision, assuming you set it up right. Um, and I assume you could do that by running different um, fabrics for embroidery through it, You too. know what? Now that you mention that, I think I did see someone that did that and used it as an embroidery pattern. Because then that'd be one less step. Not, yeah. not to knock your Fabrisolvi. Uh, no, I, Which but, I like yeah, that man, name. It, it's all, <laughs> having those different <laughs> options is is fantastic. Yeah, we live in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was my interjection about <laughs> water soluble embroidery. Yeah, no, no, no. Systems. That's a that's a good one. Now I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, look for those pens. I'll have to see if it fits in the mm-hmm. one that I have. Mm-hmm. You could even try an existing marker. I think you can fit actual pens in the Cricut machine now. They're just kind of tall. Oh, look at yeah. this. FYI. Yeah, I, I remember I have an old school silhouette mm-hmm. that um, that had a bunch of those options. It is now certainly obsolete since I imagine that the software that ran it does not run on a modern computer. Um, but this is one of the original okay. silhouettes. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it is not. It's um, not like the cameo. No, no, it is. Well, it, it is several okay. steps before that. <laughs> Um, Hi, we're 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 craft loggers. We all have tried cutting machines that have all been provided to us free of yeah, charge. Probably that's right. That's my case that I should probably acknowledge here. I think that Jeremy actually bought me this okay. one. Although the uh, the first one that I ever found that could cut fabric reliably uh, was the um, uh, AccuQuilt oh, machine. Right. 
which cuts fabric beautifully, and I have the massive electronic one, which they also sent me mm-hmm. um, in exchange for a review and a tutorial. Yeah. Um, and it is my favorite, but it can't do, like, it cuts fabric. Like, that's its job, and it does it incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And saves so much time, especially if you're cutting out a bunch of the same shape piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously for quilting and stuff. Yeah. But well, an English paper the, uh, piece. I'm very in... An English paper piece, oh, yeah. especially. Yeah. And, but I'm very intrigued by the new Cricut missions, yeah. which I also don't have yeah. yet. They look really nice, though. Anyway, this wasn't supposed mm. to be like a, let's talk about how great our cutting machines are, but <laughs> I really like mine. <laughs> Hey, That's I mean, true. we're talking about um, craft supplies and tools that we love, so hey. <laughs> there you go. So I have a favorite tool that I never knew that I needed, and then it was presented to me in the Clover booth at CHA, which you what is what the Craft and Hobby Association trade show used to be called. It's called, it's called something like else imagination. Now. Creative Ima- creative creativation. Creativation. Yeah. Creativation. But this box filled with just tiny little clips in it called Clover Wonder Clips was handed to me. And I did not know that I would then spend from that day until present and presumably beyond using them multiple times a day, every single day. They are my favorite thing. I use them in place of pins for sewing they actually have um seam allowances marked on the underside of them i forget that and so oh yeah you, yeah and i don't always remember either but they make it so fast to turn things over since common seam allowances are marked on the bottom they come in many different sizes i have them in all of the sizes they come in teeny tiny <laughs> ones and much bigger ones and i Love them, and I use them for every kind of craft. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, I have them clipped to my purse, (laughs) so I've got one with me at all times because they're just so useful. And I think I use the the original regular, like, sort of medium-sized one the most. But I, I just can't say enough about how much I love this simple, straightforward, very, very sturdy tool. Mm -hmm. And they really hold up. They aren't brittle. I don't think I've ever broken one, which is kind of impressive since I have the original box that Clover presented me for review at CHA forever ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it must, I must have written the review. I used to write for, for my friend Jenny's blog, Craft Test Dummies. And I think that I wrote the original review for that. But... I, oh, I love them. That's all. I just love them. Yeah. I love them so much that I sent Heidi and Molly both a box. I know. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I had some, thank you. <laughs> I had some red ones, although I was, I slowly lose them over time because I, I use them for different projects. And so <laughs> it was like my, they were yeah. dwindling and then a box of rainbow wonder clips arrived and I was so excited. <laughs> it's true. I, I, well, I saw the rainbow ones and I was like, hmm, I should get those for Molly. But then the red ones, I was going to send Heidi, the lover of primary (laughs) colors like me, the red ones. But for whatever reason, they weren't current. I think they were currently out of stock. It was a thing. That's all right. Um, But anyway, I, I I love them so much that I will randomly send them to people who make things. (laughs) I'm I'm excited to get to try those with my uh, like the the hand pain stuff and the hand cramping. I'm hoping it'll help. Yeah, I will be interested to know if it'll yeah. help. And it's funny cuz I definitely think sewing's going to like officially be a bigger part of what I do this year cuz I think it might be easier on my hands. Um and also hmm. I did a reader survey and I couldn't believe how many people were like as long as it's got a needle, I want to see content from you on it. I don't care if it's just knitting or crochet go forth and I can't decide this is a total 
tangent. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but I am trying to figure out if like the chicken and the egg here is very this very serious crafts podcast bringing in more people who sew and embroider, or if they were there the whole time and were just like, oh, I guess she just doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, it you could know, be both. I bet we have definitely been mentioned by other podcasters who are sewing specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's entirely possible that people are showing up who do more sewing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. cool. Hi, guys. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that total interjection. I have not slept enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we like it. Yeah. <laughs> go with it. Cool. Um, <laughs> Can't go back now. <laughs> no. Um, I'll shut. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, you are just fine. You are just fine. Um, speaking of sewing, another tool that I found that I did not know that I needed, and this one might not be as useful to you guys as your sewing clothing, although in some cases yes. Um, but someone sent me to try. It was part of like a whole Dritz package, but it wasn't directly from Dritz. Um, it was the Dritz Quick Turn Fabric Tube Turners, which is a mouthful that I had to write down because I would never get that right otherwise. Um, I have some behind me. By the me. way, <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm I gonna assume that <laughs> I'm gonna assume that we will get some links to things here in the in the show notes so that you guys can find these things and yeah, see definitely. them um, for yourself. But the idea is simple. And technically, I suppose you wouldn't need to buy these things, but it's a a plastic tube with a wooden or metal rod that goes down inside of it. And it it makes it so fast and easy to turn narrow tubes um, right side out after you've sewn them. It's especially useful for yeah. sewing doll and stuffed animal arms and legs and tails and that sort of thing. And when I first got it, I was like, oh, yeah. I just sort of set it aside and didn't think about it. And then, like, years afterwards, I had something to turn, and I was like, well, maybe I'll just try this. And my mind was blown, and I went, why have I not been using this the whole time? Oh, yeah. And it keeps you from stretching the fabric out of shape. Yeah. Like, it's also especially good for, like, sewing, like, delicate straps and things like that where you aren't actually going to harm the fabric. Like, they're really Yeah, and they kind of are like a topsy tail, right? If that makes Um. any sense. Oh, wow. It has been, like, yeah. 25 years since I've thought of I was like, what is she talking about? I Those know. Are like the ponytail loop things, right? Yeah, they look like a giant, like, plastic tapestry needle, but they're for turning your ponytail yeah. inside out because it's 1995. Yeah, kind of like that. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Great. That is, yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Topsy tails, um, bringing them back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, since we're already talking about some sewing tools, I have a couple sewing measuring tools mm. that I just need to tell you about. Um, the Clover Seams Right, which is basically a credit card shaped metal tool mm-hmm. that has different uh, seam allowances measured out so you can just wrap the fabric around it and because like it's like little nubs stick out at different spots um, that are different heights and so you can just use that to immediately by feel very accurately measure hems and things like that and I use it all the time because it's so much faster than marking fabric or using like wielding a big quilting ruler or something like that Mm -hmm. and uh sort of along a similar line for people who sew clothes all the time but aren't but don't necessarily sew clothes in say a studio with other people the easy check self-measuring tape is amazing um and i think i learned about it on the podcast sewing out loud but and I think I maybe ordered it from their website, <laughs> but um, it's this measuring tape that you can clip to itself, and so it holds itself in place and marks where you're measuring. Mm-hmm. So you can like put it around your waist and 
clip it in place and hold it and make sure that it's in the right area. And it just makes it so much easier to measure yourself, which is sort of a deceptively difficult thing to do. Like if you've ever tried to like take an online quiz to figure out what your bra size is, (laughs) um, it's really hard to actually get those, to get the measuring tape steadily in the right place and yeah. even mm-hmm. um, to get those numbers. And this just makes it so much yeah. easier. Nice. Well, so that's a sewing supply. That sounds really cool. Um, some knitting supplies, I suppose I should toss into the mix while we're still on this subject. Um, I know in the episode that was just Haley and I, just Team Hailey, we talked about our favorite needles and hooks. And we established yes. that... We like cheap hooks and expensive needles. And on social media, all the listeners agreed. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. And then yarn-wise, I think a lot of knit designers have kind of their favorite bases to work with. Um, I don't know if it's just that it's comfortable and familiar why I like the following yarns. Or if it's just like I had a really good experience start to finish with a project with one of these. But um, Mm -hmm. the quick rundown for me... If I'm looking for cheap worsted weight yarn that I can get easily at a big box store, it's almost always going to be Lion Brand Woolies. It's a 50% acrylic, 50% um, wool. And it's nice because it's a little more washer friendly and it's pretty affordable Mm -hmm. per skein. Um, And it's nice to work with. Like it's it's exactly what you're looking for when you're looking for like a sturdy, accessible, Mm non-fancy yarn. Yeah, like I think it's a very, like if anybody ever asked me like what is the yarn I should get for my first sweater, I would do woolies because then if your gauge is all messed up or something, you'll still find it at the store. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I like that for that reason. Um, I also really like um, the lopey yarn you get in Iceland. I think the brand is called Istex, I-S-T-E-X. Um, because mm-hmm. Lopi yarn's just really nice to work with. I don't think I know what Lopi yarn is. Um, Lopi's a kind of sheep. Um, and then, like oh. in Iceland, um, Icelandic sweaters are called Lopa Paces. Mm-hmm. And so that's a classic, oh. it's a classic bottom-up raglan construction yoked sweater. And and they're yeah. Lopa Paces because they're made with Lopi wool because the Lopi sheep. Because Yeah. All the dots connect. Oh. <laughs> All of the mysteries. Go. <laughs> All of the mysteries have been revealed. Yeah. Oh my god. And then my other two favorites before I like sleepily linger on this subject too long. (laughs) Mm. Um, If I'm going to splurge on a yarn, uh, usually a fingering weight for like a shawl or something. Um, I really like Zen Yarn Garden Serenity 20. Um, It's 70% superwash merino, 20% cashmere, and 10% nylon. Mm And um, it comes in 400 yard hanks, and it's really nice. And then another go to. Um, that's a little more expensive than Woolies, but I really like working with it, is UU Yarns. All of their yarns at all their different bases, um, they're really springy, and they have really great solid colors, um, and I just really mm-hmm. like them, too. So, you, you, so yeah. cute. I'm definitely <laughs> oh, looking those up uh, after yeah. this. Mm. Yeah. Especially that, I, that step up from, like, a Woolies yarn, but not quite a, a big splurge. It's nice mm-hmm. to... Nice to find things like yeah. that. Oh, do you guys remember when I was telling you about when I went to uh, the club coming mm-hmm, midnight mm-hmm. or knit at night is what it's called. And about I, I think that I mentioned that people were wear, were wearing um, necklaces. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe I just mentioned I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast or just to you guys. But I got one. <laughs> As she pulls and, it out. <laughs> uh, it, yes, yes. Can you hear the uh, the ripping of the uh, Velcro? Welcome, that welcome is to attached. the Very Serious but, ASMR podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, but check it out. It It is great and super, super bright. And not that you listeners can see it. But I am wearing it and showing it to them and... It's like it's like crafty. Um, and it's like headgear for crafters. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, exactly, and it is like you can change the positions of it. Oh, it's Ooh. bendy, so you can get it just yeah. It's it's bendy, so you can like get it out of your way or shine it or move it in different directions, and it's kind of great for like 
sitting on the couch while watching a movie and not bothering anyone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, if you need to be able to see what you're doing or, like, bringing it to the bar if you want to, like, knit socks and drink a beer, which is a thing I do regularly since I live above a bar. (laughs) And I didn't realize, like, when I saw it, I was like, huh, that's clever. But then I got one and I was like, oh, oh, no, no, that's really clever. (laughs) So, um, guys, it's... It, it works. I, I, <laughs> when I... And it's handy. Like, it'd be good for car pr- yeah. crafting, well, too. I like also at, thought... At night yeah, or something my, like that. The lighting in my bedroom is horrific. And it's not... Like, I don't yeah. have a situation where I can just easily set up a lamp. I have, like, a loft mm-hmm. bed. Yeah. And it involves wiring, basically, to get better lighting. So this is a much easier situation to fix in a hurry. So I might need that so that I can sit in bed and knit. (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, and it's so bright. I think the one that I got, which is, um, it has letters in it that can look like other letters. Let's see if I actually wrote it down. My my husband, if he finds out that this tool not. thing exists, he will probably buy it for me immediately because he's so sick of watching movies at home with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, here it is. It's um, Ledgle, L-E-D-G-L-E, um, which I assume somebody thought was a cute play on LED. Um, <laughs> but it uh, it's that's the one that I ended up getting because the battery seemed to last the longest but i think it has six different brightness levels wow so it can get really really bright if you're say working with dark yarns or dark fabrics or something like that but anyway i i have just newly discovered this and am very excited yeah that's awesome um so i have I have some things that are probably less fancy and and exciting um, than that, but <laughs> still useful. I mean, I think that was like fifteen dollars. So I'm just saying. I, I mean, you're now you're. Fancy. I mean, you're playing with technology and and LED lights here, and I'm about <laughs> to talk about glue sticks. So whatever. <laughs> um, but I want to come right along with yeah. yeah. This one. Um, so who would have thought that washable Elmer's glue sticks would just change how you do English paper piecing, but that was yeah. I was using pins <laughs> to hold my paper to my fabric, and that's a terrible idea. No. Washable glue sticks, and I don't. I don't always use Elmer's. I will say occasionally I will use like even dollar store ones because they're even cheaper and let washable yeah, glue exactly, stick. and they you know release a little bit easier um, sometimes, but glue sticks. I don't do the whole, like, glue basting thing. I still like to use thread to to baste things, but to hold my my paper in yeah, place, a cheap glue stick always does the trick. There you go. I completely agree. Elmer's school glue sticks are my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, the other, for me, the cheap supply that I would, I think would be remiss not to toss into the mix are just good old Crayola school markers, like the classic, the yes. classic like pack of, I think it's eight, but I've seen it in 10 more now. I've seen pink and yep. gray get added to the mix. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is mm-hmm. some kind of like M&M adding the blue M&M conspiracy. <laughs> the one thing I worry about with the markers, cause they look so like the color that comes out of a Crayola marker looks so good. At first, but then when they start to fade, I'm like, ah! Even though, like, they're perfectly functional markers. And I'm not coloring anything that matters. I'm usually, like, doodling out a design idea or something silly. Um, But I get really mad when they're not, like, completely saturated. Like, don't touch the coloring, you'll ruin it level of color. Um, And so I I wish they would come up with, like, a cardboard marker tube that's, like, biodegradable. (laughs) That's what I wish. So you could just feel totally fine with being like, never mind, yeah. and throwing them across. Yeah. The well, I mean, you could just store them tipped down. That also helps. Whatever. <laughs> I only know this because it's 
because my husband, who went to art school, um, provided me with some of his um, markers from art school, mm-hmm. which it's been a while since we've been in college, so it's sort of a minor miracle that any of these still work, but storing them, like, which direction they're stored means whether or not they yeah. work. Like, it's it's sort of impressive. Well, then what... Like, anything felt tip wants to be stored point down, apparently. Except... What about double tip markers? Uh, yeah. I know. I have to decide what I'm more likely to use. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, but also, we should point out that if you use Sublime Stitching's transfer pens, they are intended to be stored horizontally. Ooh. That's true. And a lot of them actually do say how they're supposed yeah. to be stored. I assume the double side ones are intended to be stored horizontally. <laughs> um, I, I, I would guess. Uh, I think most manufacturers actually tell mm-hmm. you. But like when it comes to Sharpies or something like that, mm-hmm. store them point down. Mm-hmm. Well, good. This has been a, the this has been a PSA from VSC. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. So, obviously, we've got a lot to say about tools that we love because we make all of the different kinds of things. So, we have favorites in every category, as it turns out. (laughs) Yep. So, instead of continuing on for another hour or so, which we could, um, we are going to list all of the things that we've already talked about in the show notes, but we'll also add a few bonus ideas of things that we like but just didn't have time to get to today. And maybe they'll come up in a later podcast, too. Who knows? But we'll we'll just add some bonus things to the show mm-hmm. notes. Perfect. I like it. Uh, but still in the category of things that I... Crafty things that I love, I get very excited about crafting in video games. Yes. I, I could write a love letter to crafting in video games. Now, I don't really have time to play a lot of video games, sadly. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I wish that I had time to play some video games because there's some ones that I really love. Oh, no, but I mean, I don't I don't know what you mean about crafting okay, video games. Well, I don't play them well, at all. Then so let tell me tell me. you about some of the crafty... Some of them are obvious. Some of them, I think, are a little less obvious. But um, one of the biggest games that... I think of when I think of crafts and video games is a game called Yoshi's Woolly World. And then coming out in March, at the huh. end of March is... I know what a Yoshi Yeah, a Yoshi. Is. So Yoshi is Mar- Mario, Super Mario's little dinosaur-like dragon friend. Um, and <laughs> so Yoshi's Woolly World, new version coming out in March called Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, in a similar vein, there's also a game called Kirby's Epic Yarn. But all of these games... I love that game. What they have in common is it's filled... Like, the game looks as if it's made of craft supplies. Like, things look like it's knitted or um, there's buttons and... The background. Wait, where do you find these games? Are these, like... These are major games you just get at the store. Games you play on your phone? No, these are, are for... system games. Nintendo. So that's... And these... Both are Nintendo games. For, like, a Wii or a Switch or something like that. Um, Yoshi's Woolly World was for... I don't know if it was the Wii or the Wii U. Yoshi's Crafted World will be on the Nintendo Switch. There's a version of okay. Kirby's Epic Yarn that's coming out for the 3DS also in March. So I'm, mm-hmm. I don't have a 3DS. And every time that a new game like that requires a different system than what I have, I'm always like, oh, should I buy a system to go with this? I don't have time for any of it. <laughs> but anyway, they look, they're just so cute. And they, they're beautifully designed. Yeah. They, yeah, like, like hmm. my husband, Ed, he really likes video games. He's, like, he's so into video games that he is super psyched that I'm getting a studio so he can have the living room more um, <laughs> to play more games. <laughs> um, and he's, like, come on, play a video game with me. And I'm, like, but my tendons, ugh. But he did get me to play Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah. And it is so cute. Like, you have, like, the background looks like quilted hills. And there's a lot of buttons that add a lot of texture. It's really fun. Yeah, and it actually, like, Kirby eats and spits out yarn balls. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And then Yoshi's Woolly World, they made, um, like, one of the accessories that goes with Nintendo Switch and um, some of their other systems is they have these things called Amiibo. And they're little figures that can store information in them. And so they released little 
knitted Yoshis as amiibo. So it just looks like a little mm-hmm. knitted character and That's then but cute. it has electronic functions inside of it, which is very fun. There is an there's another game that you should totally play cuz I don't see it on your list. Okay. Um it's like an I think it's I think it was an indie game. Forgive me gamer people if I'm misremembering this. <laughs> um but the game is called Unravel. And it, there's this character. He's like this little guy that kind of has cat ears. He doesn't really have a face, and he's and he looks. He walks around, and he looks like kind of like a wire skeleton figure wrapped in red yarn. And he's trying to find his way home the whole time. And he like uses the yarn attached. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's, it's actually a really beautiful game. <laughs> um, but he uses. He makes like. I'm so upset. For <laughs> him. He makes like a lasso out of the red yarn that's part of his body, and he like can swing from things. And it's really a cool game. And they oh, just made a sequel, cute. but I don't know what it's called. Okay. Yeah. So you should I will check that, that out, Molly. Um, also on my list that like it's a craft centric game is um, Crafting Mama, and it in the game you just it's a lot of like tapping and you know swiping things and moving things around like on the screen. And you craft things like candles and earrings. And I think I saw an ocarina, which is, if you're not familiar, a little flute kind of thing. And you like craft it out of clay in the game. But yeah, so that one, very fun. Not quite the experience I would like from a crafting video game, but whatever. And then here's the last one that I'm going to talk about that isn't out yet, but I'm so excited about. And... Haley, you should play this game. It's called Minico's Night Market. And the whole idea of the game is that you go around and you craft things, which then you can barter with people in the towns and in these little, like, craft stalls and stuff. At the same time, you are also collecting cats. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's super cute. I mean, I have recently collected There you go. It's true. Yeah, I'm, um, I haven't obviously played that one yet, but... Wait, what system does this require? It will be coming out on the Nintendo Switch. I think my husband has Yeah, so one. then there you go. And it's an independent designer. It's a, um, a husband and wife that are designing it, and they also... She especially crafts, and they do illustrations, and they're absolutely delightful, and I've had wonderful interactions with them. Awesome. So, yeah. I, I will demand that it exists in my life (laughs) at some point. I I will keep you updated when that one comes out. I I want to make things and collect Yeah, it's such a fun combination of of things. It's like my real life. Yeah. (laughs) So as as it is Valentine's Day adjacent, um, I thought maybe you guys might like a little uh, crafting theme romance novel to spice up your making. Ooh. And specifically, <laughs> these ones, uh, which are not... The, what, Heidi? <laughs> Heidi's laughing. No, I said, ooh, and then I was laughing at myself because I haven't slept enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, specifically, all of the ones that I'm going to mention right now are available as audiobooks, and I specifically got those in Audible. I'm sure they are available in other places that I don't know about, much like video games. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Which makes them things that you can listen to while crafting. Very nice. So, if, if you're looking for sort of cute, modern, but also takes place in a very small town in Scotland sort of situation. The Kilts and Quilts series by Patience Griffin. Yeah, that's right. Kilts and Quilts. Um, It it is very cute. Uh, It has basically all of the things that you might need in your crafting-related bodice ripper. Although not really bodices since different time period. But these are modern day. Um, if I remember correctly with the, with the, um, Kilts and Quilts series, I think that there is, uh, actual explicit sex, so if that is not a thing that you're interested in, you should steer clear of it. Um, and I believe there might be some swearing, so if that's a problem for you, maybe don't. Um, but there are a lot of really great Amish romances that definitely don't have those, but have a really heavy crafting element, and those are also super great. Um, Vanetta Chapman is one of my favorite authors in in that area, so 
you might want to check those out if that is more your speed. Um, there's also the Cypress Hollow Yarn series by Rachel Heron, and I super liked the first few books in this series um, because they were pretty knitting and yarn focused. Uh, the later books are um, a little more artisan focused, so they still have that mm-hmm. feel, but they're not quite as crafty specific. And I also think that they have actual sex and probably some swearing in them as well. Um, but it has been a little while since I've revisited them, so I could be misremembering. I am positive, though, that Goodreads, if you wanted to check, will let you know if there are a clean romance. Mm-hmm. So um, those are just some things that I will be listening to while making some, uh, I don't know, maybe some socks for my spouse or something. Because, you know, warm feet, warm heart. I don't know. I'm awkward. No, I like that. That's well, a good combination. <laughs> I'm bad at romance. <laughs> um, well, since we've been pretty talkative today, I'll wind up. Uh, my topics with a quick little story for you guys about some childhood holiday making since that's a bit of a theme on this podcast um <laughs> it's true <laughs> and no little Heidi was adorable <laughs> and filled with yes um yeah <laughs> so this is not unfortunately a rundown of how to make your own DIY Cupid costume that's not where this is going um <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm having a mental image. Okay, carry on. Uh, Did it involve a skinny blonde child wearing, like, a wing of back, like, a backpack set of wings and a diaper? Is that what that... (laughs) A a little sash. Yep. It's good. With some hearts. Well, now you've got some new content idea. An ill-advised... You just make that for yourself now. An ill-advised... Sure. ...weapon. Sure. Because the Midwest sure. and the 80s. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> um, no, no, no. This is not a Cupid costume. Um, in fifth grade, we for our classroom, um, my classroom was weird. It was divided. So I had one teacher in the morning and one teacher in the afternoon. And it was almost like a more like a middle school or high school kind of setup where they wanted to get us used to switching classrooms. And then the one teacher taught like science social studies and one other subject and the other one was like language arts and health or whatever I don't know I don't know what fifth graders learn I don't know what I learned in fifth grade but I do remember this (laughs) the important stuff uh we had yeah we had the school-wide talk in fifth grade that's what I remember that sounds fun that was our first round of uh (laughs) I mean I know it's a valentine's day episode (laughs) so we, in my fifth grade class, we all had to make our own Valentine's Day mailboxes. Most people, like, you know, brought a shoebox and cut a slot in it and called it a day. Um, oh, that was my favorite yearly project. Yeah, I got to use, I used I glitter and doilies a lot. Um, and so, but for my box in fifth grade, I was like, this is my last chance. Fifth grade is the last year of my elementary school. I'm not going to have any Valentine's box ever again. Let's do this up right and Valentine's Day. I love that you had the presence of That's mind. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> this opportunity is fleeting. Yeah, I was 10. I was aging. <laughs> <laughs> so I made this box and I think it was I think a shoebox was involved. I made a I, I made a shoebox look kind of like a lake, like an ice fishing lake because I'm from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And um, I had taken this contraption off of our Christmas tree and it was a snowman sitting on a bucket and he kind of just looked like a normal ornament but he was fishing but the, but it wasn't a regular ornament it had this um plug-in that you could plug into the lights on the tree and so yeah. when it was on it could raise and lower an ornament and so we had it because my dad is a big fisherman and he had a fishing ornament that would like go up and down and hang from this thing but i was like hey valentine's is still super duper wintry um so i'm gonna have the snowman be like a valentine's themed snowman and he can catch Valentine's Day Valentine's and put them in my Valentine's box. That is so oh awesome! <laughs> Isn't that cool? Wow! I was like a genius ten year old. You guys, <laughs> do you have photos of no, this? No, I don't. Oh, oh, 
But do you still have, do your parents still have the ornament? Because I request a recreation. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I. I will send you Valentine. I thought it, like, I thought some kid in my class broke it, like the snowman part. And then it just, like, got tossed or something. But plot twist, Christmas this year, my my mom, because they were going through all of my grandma's stuff, she just kept bringing us crap she didn't want. And one of the things was the snowman. Whoa. So well, I saw it's meant it to be. just last month. So, I don't know, it's at my brother's house now somewhere, probably in a box. Um, but, yeah, so I could recreate it in theory. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I... I am in awe of your creativity so and execution. I didn't build a machine. I didn't build a machine. I'm, I'll make that clear. The machine existed. I just embellished. You embellished well. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a minor miracle that I didn't make like a whole classroom-wide Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> cool. going into mine, since that's what I used to do in my bedroom constantly. Oh. Like to throwing things away became a machine. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, that's cool. But I just have to say, mm. when we record this podcast, my face hurts at the end because I yeah. have laughed and Same. smiled so much. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is a workout, especially since I look cranky all the yeah. time. So my face doesn't do this shit very often. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a good note oh, to say. I love it. Day. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling the love. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. And let's just say, we really love all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and supporting us. It's true. And I love you guys, too. Hugs all around. I mean, I know you don't like hugs, Haley, but you get hugs anyway. They're virtual. (laughs) But you're allowed. You're allowed. You're on the list. It's fine. All right. (laughs) On that note, I think we're going to wrap this up and... uh, Talk to you all next time. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. See you later. If you are a person who likes to hang out on the internet, you should hang out with us. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Want to join the conversation? Tag us using hashtag VerySeriousCrafts. And if you're using Instagram stories, don't forget to tag us with at SeriousCrafts so we can reshare. Are you a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast? Great! Please, pretty please, leave the Very Serious Crafts podcast a five-star rating on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us to show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting to find us. And finally, if you would like to sponsor an episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please visit VerySeriousCrafts.com and click Sponsor. Thanks.